The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Coming up on Life Today, social media influencer Tim Ross welcomes you to the basement. What I'm inviting people to is a safe place where they can be seen, heard, known, and still loved for who they are, as they are, right where they are. But in the time of a disaster, yeah, right. the basement is the safest Safe. place that you want to be. Welcome to Life Today. I'm Randy Robinson. That's Tammy Trent. I am. That's Tim Ross. He is, and he's amazing. He's back. Yay! And you know, I love this. So we, we talked, by the way, if you missed the other program with Tim, lifetoday.org. You get all our programs there. You'll want to watch it. It'll, it'll yes. kind of explain some things, but uh, if you're just joining us, stick around. Yeah. Tim, welcome to the basement. Is, is the whole basement kind of thing yep. is, is sort of a framework in which you, you live and minister. Yeah. Um, and without recounting everything, just give us a little bit of an idea. What what is what does that basement mentality look like? Yeah, it's it's about living an upside down life, right? The way the, the kingdom is countercultural mm-hmm. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. The way up is down, the way in and out, the way to life is death, mm-hmm. the way to get the way to get is to give. Mm-hmm. And so teaching people what a countercultural lifestyle looks like. Uh, is what's within the pages of the book and the philosophy that we live out every single week on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the things you shared a vision in the last program. Yeah. And again, if you need just go to lifetoday.org, you, you can see that whole thing. And the thing I heard there was the way to greatness is humility. Absolutely correct. Right. Yes. How has that impacted how you minister? Yeah. So, so my mom, uh, she's a Southern belle from Birmingham, Alabama. And so she has all these wonderful quips that she said throughout my life. And this one uh, is one that I hold very, very dear. She said, baby, no matter how high God takes you, just remember, you will always be at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> That's incredibly calibrating, yes. <laughs> right? Yes. So for any success you have by mm. any metric, you understand that no matter where you are going or how people uh, define it as successful, I'm still at Jesus' feet. And then there's commandments all throughout scripture that say two words that are very, very profound. Humble yourself. Yeah. Mm. That's loud to me. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Because what it, what it implies very loudly is that you should know when you're feeling yourself. You should know when you're prideful. Totally. So if, why would the command be to humble yourself if you don't, if you can't recognize when you're not being humble? (laughs) So there's this commandment to attunement. There's this commandment to self-awareness. There's a commandment to look at yourself and go, I need to make sure that I'm not starting to act like Mm. I am the reason why I've accomplished so much, right? Like there's a, there's a difference between glory and credit. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah. God is the only one that can handle glory. We're at we're actually in the wrong bodies to handle glory. Mm. Our bodies can't handle it. Mm. Our bodies can barely handle praise, and that's legal. <laughs> so when it comes to these accolades and success by any measure, I'm just always reminded that I'm at Jesus' feet. And there's something incumbent in that too, in the humble yourself. Like like we have we have responsibility to do it. That's correct. And boy, we've seen a lot of negative things in the church when, when people don't. Uh, how do you do it though on a practical level? Is it just saying, oh, I'm so humble or I No, that's false yeah. humility. Yeah. Like yeah. I think true humility is uh, when you recognize who you are in relationship with who God is. Mm. If that in itself can't keep you humble, I don't know what else needs to happen. Do you think it might mean for a pastor, someone who was in a position you were in, to, to get out of it because they're not handling it right? I, I think there's a lot of pastors that have overstayed their welcome in the pulpit. <laughs> right, right. Because they, they've, yeah. they've actually made what they do who they are, mm-hmm. right? And so I, this might get me in trouble, but I've gotten in trouble before since <laughs> I've started this podcast, so I'm kind of used to it by now. Um, uh, but pastor is not a noun, it's a verb. Yeah. It's not who you are, it's what you do. Mm-hmm. The gifts that Jesus gave, told to us uh, by the Apostle Paul, are the apostolic, the prophetic, the evangelistic, the pastoral, and the teaching gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Those are verbs. Those are not nouns. <laughs> Paul doesn't even call himself an apostle. That's true. Before he calls his name. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yes. He's given a name, then he tells you what he does. I, Paul, an apostle. Right. If 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 Michael Phelps mm. walked in here right now, we wouldn't be like swimmer Mike. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I might. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like we 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 know what he does, but we would refer to him as who he is. I don't mind people being called anything. I don't want it to become what defines them. Right. Yes. My name is Timothy. Well, and whatever <laughs> yeah. accolades we get, we are to lay them down, like you said, at Jesus. That's feet. exactly right. So I, I, I want to ask you, because you talk about the going into the highways and the byways. Um, you want to talk about this? Yes, I do. I think this is really important. <laughs> it is. Yes. It really is. Okay, so highways, byways, bushes, and shrubs, because I turn everything into a chant, right? So I can't help myself. So highways, byways, bushes, and shrubs, um, uh, the two synoptic gospels, Matthew 22 and Luke 14, both tell about the banquet, right? And, uh, there are invitations sent out to this first wave of invitees and they all decline. And so the, the, uh, host of the banquet gets upset and he goes, just go get anybody. <laughs> it's just very, very flippant. Like just go get anybody, uh, lame, crippled, blind, <laughs> go get them. And then don't just go get those type of people. Go look in like the country lanes and in the bushes, right? right? Like f- for a Metroplex that we live in, it would be like, go look under the freeway right. underpass, yeah. go invite them to the banquet. Yeah. And that's what the, com- that's, that's what my commission was. I didn't know this when I first started the podcast. And so I was like, and what the Holy Spirit told me was, you have been a really good host and a waiter at the banquet, but now I need you to join the search party. Mm. Mm. And I was like, I actually like the banquet hall. It's really nice. And I've been here for almost three decades. So I like it here. And he's like, you get the title. It could be your identity. And he's like, no, just go be 
a part of the search party. Yeah. And so um, I took off my little bow tie visually and my little cummerbund <laughs> and my little suit jacket and I just, I put on this. And I went out into the highways, byways, bushes and shrubs and started looking for people who were hiding mm. um, in their pain or hiding in their jobs or hiding behind their career or hiding behind um, a facade. And the meme uh, that came to me, th there's a gif of Homer Simpson that is iconic of him just fading into the shrubs. And I, I saw it when I read this passage and I texted to all of my employees and I'm like, this is who we're going after. <laughs> we're going after Homer. And, and uh, the Holy Spirit said, that's exactly right, Tim. Mm. He said, because Homer's not the first person that slid into the bushes. Adam and Eve did. Everybody's been hiding mm. since Genesis 3. Mm. And mm. all Jesus has been trying to do is say, come out, come out wherever you are. Wow. And that's all I'm doing with this podcast. And that's all I'm doing with that book. I was going to say the mm. podcast and the book. Yeah. What do you, okay, welcome to the basement. You talk a lot about upsetting people in here as well, which I had to kind of get past a few when I first, like, when I think of upset, I'm like, I'm mad, I'm angry. That's what everybody you, thinks. Right? <laughs> but that is not what you mean in the no, book. You no. do such a good job explaining this, but you, you take us through so many different things, welcoming us to the basement. Yeah. If you left me with a revelation today, something in this book, Tim, what would it be that could set me on a path to begin changing my life? Yeah, that uh, being upset by the message, love and hope of Jesus Christ would be the greatest upset that you would ever experience in your life. That living upside down, because all upset means by definition, and I'm a wordsmith, so I look up all definitions, right? All upset means is to turn over. Yes. <laughs> and if we if you know that the kingdom is upside down, when you are turned over with the message, love and hope of Jesus Christ, you are actually being set not upside down, but right side up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my invitation is for people to willingly volunteer to have their lives upset. The Bible is the most upsetting book that's ever been written. Jesus lived the most upsetting life that's ever been lived. My life was upset by Jesus, and now this book teaches us how to spend the rest of our lives upsetting others. Whew. That is a great word for me. I don't know about you, Randy, but oh, it's yeah, no, so I will. I mean, it, me. it, it's truth, and in yes. an upside upside down world, yes. to upset things really yeah. is to set it right. And I think that's why a lot of people mm -hmm. watching right now they may be going, "This is resonating with me." Yes, I I, I want to do this. What do you what do you tell someone who maybe, I don't know, stuck in the lobby, mm, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, or, yes, and yeah. going, how do, I, how do I get to this place? Yeah. yeah. What, what do you, is, what, what do I do, right? Yeah, we, I just tell, we, oh, two words, press B. Yeah. Just press B. Say. Don't press 100. Yes, yeah. Please yeah. don't go up there. Yeah. Just mm. press B. Whatever you think you're going to miss by being up there, whatever you think you're going to love by being up there, it's better in the basement. Mm. I mean, you take a natural basement, a lot of people convert them and they, some basements look better than the main <laughs> living room of their house, right? It's a really, really good place. But in the time of a disaster, yeah, right. the basement is the safest Safe. place that you want to be. Yeah. And so in our invitation to our podcast, in, the, in this invitation to this book, what I'm inviting people to is a safe place where they can be seen, 
heard, known, and still loved for who they are, as they are, right where they are. That's what every human needs to heal. That's what every human needs to be able to change. They must feel safe and they must be stable. Does that mean we need to go out and get everybody saved right now off the streets? Or, or, or is a lot of what we're doing just kind of laying a foundation for God to do more work? Yeah! <laughs> I'm so glad for you said this. All right, so, so I, think, I think the body of Christ has been so romantically uh, um, involved with the harvest that we've forgotten about seed time and irrigation. Right, we want the harvest. We want to meet somebody and be like, "Do you know Jesus?" That's no. That's how you measure the success of a ministry, yeah. right? How many numbers can we? Yeah, yeah. Huh? and God's really into the long game. Yeah, yes. The mm. first messianic prophecy given with promise is Genesis three fifteen: "The seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent, and he shall bruise his heel." It's four thousand years before the prophecy is fulfilled. He's really good at the long game. Mm-hmm. He's long-suffering for a reason. (laughs) His grace and mercy is new every morning for a reason. And so every day I get up, I'm looking for an opportunity to upset somebody's life. (laughs) And it's not, I've sown more seed and watered more seeds than I have won people to Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, we think that we all need to be the harvester. Right. But we and can't. that's delusional. Mm-hmm. We can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's okay for somebody. Mm-hmm. It's okay for that's a Billy right. Graham to walk into town and thousands of people come down the aisle. Yeah. But how many people have been wa- planting mm-hmm. seeds and watering for mm-hmm. how long? Mm-hmm. We can be that person too, right? I, yes. I love going into a grocery store and paying for somebody's groceries <laughs> behind me <laughs> and walking out without ever saying, mm-hmm. Jesus loves you mm-hmm. and here's a track to my church and here's a card and let me pray for you because here's what's happening by me just doing that one act i have i have started to rub away some of the hard edges of cynicism that somebody has in their life that says there's no good in the world just by that act yes i didn't say god i didn't link it to jesus i didn't talk about getting your life flipped upside down but that seed said there is still goodness in the earth now, somebody else is going to come behind that and water it. Yeah. It might be me. It probably won't be me. And then, like you said, three years from now, they're listening to yeah. the gospel being preached, and all of these things have worked together for their good. Yeah. We have a real desire, especially in the church, to, to make everything formulaic. Mm. So you're saying you, 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 buy, you buy something for somebody, you don't even tell them who you are, you don't tell them why. But that's not necessarily the formula. Because the next person may be like, God just wants me to tell you that he loves you, right? Absolutely. And and maybe that's it. Yeah. And so every time we get into these kind of conversations and we all try to kind of, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this. There's only one formula I've ever found that works. It is know his voice and obey. That's very good, Randy. It's so good. That's exactly it. It's HBO. Hear, believe, obey. That's it. Mm. It's the best thing. And so when mm. I get up, there, there's not this cookie cutter formula. It's how do you want to partner with me today yeah. right. to fulfill your works in the earth? Like, that's legit it. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. Don't I you think it. it takes the pressure off of, off of us does. as well? Like we've been taught that this is what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. And if you miss one of those in between, right. you have failed. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think then some people think, well, I'm not even going to try them because I don't know if I've got them all in a row and I might fail. So I'm just going to be quiet and shut up. But yeah. what I hear you both saying too is just loving people, yes. loving them well, loving them right where they're at. Yeah. 
sowing that seed, whatever God has asked you to do in that moment, it doesn't have to be all churchy religious or full of religion, but just love well and then sow that seed and then trust that somebody, that God's got somebody else maybe to come on the other side of that where that person's, they've been set up now. They've heard it. They felt love. Someone listened to them. Someone saw them. And then the next person that walks into their life, they're like, wait a second, what's, what's going on here? Until maybe the long down the road, three, four, five years, they go, I'm going to grab the microphone and say, I give up. That's right. That's what (laughs) it is. I had a, um, uh, a beautiful, I did not need this as confirmation to know that this what I was supposed to be doing in this season of my life, but it was really, really cool. So I'm at a church, and after the uh, service was over, I was there to do a Q&A. Uh, a, they had a meet and greet, and this young lady walks up to me, and she goes, you have no idea how much your podcast is changing my life. Thank you so much. Would you do me a favor and just say hi to somebody real quick? She hits FaceTime on her phone and hands it to me. This lady comes on the screen. As soon as she sees, recognizes my face, she bursts into tears. She has on nurse's scrubs. She's at work. Right, and she's like, oh, you have no idea how much this has blessed me. I'm like, thank you so much. Love you, right? Hang on the phone, give it back to her. She goes, thank you so much for saying hi to her. That's my wife. I said, oh, okay. And she said, and we're getting a divorce. And it's because of your podcast. And she literally started going episode 11, you said this. Episode 19, you said this. I brought my wife into the bedroom. By the time we listened to episode 27, she literally walked through. Wow the pods and told me how the Holy Spirit was convicting her mm. and her wife about their wow. marriage. Mm. Wow, Tim. And they said, we realized that the Holy Spirit doesn't honor our marriage, even though the law does. Mm. Wow. And they got a divorce. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, wow. I didn't do that. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I didn't have eight episodes on lesbianism. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? And you right. didn't have to shove it no. down anybody's throat no. either. You let the Holy Spirit do the work. He, he convicts people way better than me. Yeah, yes, he does. He does. I promise yeah, you. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, lo- I love it. You know, it's, it's, it's the basement, I think, is a place of obedience, but it's also a place of freedom. It mm. is. And, and so <laughs> I, I, I love that. In fact, I, I want everyone to get into the basement. And if you will request Tim's book, uh, Welcome to the Basement, uh, when you support this outreach, uh, you, you will be blessed by it, but you will also be blessing someone else. And I think this is core foundational mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. to basement living, which yes, is don't forget the poor. That's right. You see a need. Absolutely. Reach correct. out and fulfill it. So here's something I want you to consider doing today. I have the privilege of being a part of life's mission outreaches. But God just touched this child. Each journey is life-changing as we witness desperate need and understand our ability to intervene. Our recent trip to Burundi was no exception as I saw just how bad the water conditions are for thousands of people in this area. And I can't help but notice that they're working so hard to get water that actually it could, it could kill them. Yeah, but they have no other choice. They have no other wells or, or any water sources here that they can drink from. Mm. This is on, the only thing they have. It's tempting to think conditions can't get any worse, but when I meet another mother who has lost a child because of contaminated water, my heart breaks. And as we travel to different villages, the names and faces change, but the struggle is the same. 
Geraldine is a mother here in this village in Burundi. And she comes down here to get water for her family like all the other villagers because it's the only place they can get it. But it's not good. After Geraldine collected her water, we accompanied her to her home where she told us about her two-year-old daughter, Sandrine, who died from a waterborne disease. I am a father. I have four children. I'm so sorry that you lost your daughter. Lord, we pray for your divine protection for this family, for all these children. And Lord, we pray you would move on the hearts. You can be that light by making it possible to drill a water well in Geraldine's village and many more like hers. Every new well provides clean drinking water for a lifetime, which helps prevent death and disease for families like this. When you give life to an entire village, you become the answer to their prayers. You know, scripture tells us to weep with those who weep, and that's hard for me to be honest with you, to be sitting there with a mother who has lost a child, and we've seen that over and over again. And then we pray, you know, we pray for God's provision. We pray for comfort, but I think we're missing it if we don't go all the way and then do what is in our power to do, right? Scripture tells us if it's in your power to do good, don't withhold that, right? Scripture says, remember the poor. It says, don't be hearers of the word only, but doers. This is doing it. Water for life is giving people water so that they can live. And, you know, with uh, Pastor Amable there, we're working as much as possible in so many places with the local churches, with the local pastors, because we want them to know this was provided by Christians to you who care about you. We don't know you, but we care because we know Christ and we want you to know Christ. I hope that God will just move in your heart today and say, look, do something. And that's something that's between you and God. Let me tell you how it works for us on a, on a very practical level. Our goal is 350 wells this year. It's our goal. I'd love to do more, but that's our, our set goal in 20 nations. One well costs on average $4,800, and that well will last about 70 years. That's a lifetime for most people. But many of you can't do that. Perhaps you could give $144, and that would help provide water for life for 30 people, again, on average. Whatever you can do, $48 will give water to 10 people. The point is that we hear God say, go meet the need, and then we obey. And we say, Lord, whatever resources you have entrusted me with, I am going to turn back to you so that others may know your love and your mercy and your grace. Will you do that? Tammy, I know you've been to these places. You've been to Burundi where I was in, in, in that piece. You have seen the pain. You've yeah. sat with the mothers. Yeah. And you've also seen how we can change it. I have. And can I just say something, Randy? Like, I have been in the past um, someone who's withheld. Mm. And not, not always been 
a doer. And so I want to say to the one today that has watched this show countless times and you've withheld like I have with things in my life, I want to encourage you today. I want to challenge you today. Take it to God in prayer. I would love today to be that day where you become a doer like yeah. I did. I think it would change your life, and not just your life, but the lives of so many other people. It's an incredible place to be, to be in a place where God has blessed us so that we can bless other people. So that's my challenge for you today. If you feel like you've withheld, if you're waiting for the next person to give, if you watched the show and never had a chance to give, be a doer today and let it and watch it change your life. Every day, thousands of lives are lost to waterborne disease and nearly half of those are children under the age of five. Through Mission Water for Life, you can give mothers hope and children a future as we provide clean, life-giving water for thousands of children and their families before it's too late. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish 350 water wells this year. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five children. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 $72 will provide for 15 and $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With a gift of any amount, we'll send you Daughter, written by James and Betty's granddaughter, Lainey Renee. This insightful book invites all girls and women to walk in the freedom of their God-given identity and embrace who they really are. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request the Great is the Lord decorative blankets Featuring the words of Psalm 145.3, this beautiful blanket is perfect for comfort in cold weather and a reminder of your help with Water for Life. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and request our new bronze sculpture, A Cup of Water, inspired by Jesus' words in Mark 9.41. Please call, write, or make your gift online. I hope you're going online and giving the best gift that you possibly can give. It's, it's an incredible need. It's a serious need. And it's one that I know that can be met by us today. Let's do something about it. Let's be the change for these people that need us so desperately. Because of your giving, we get to give to them. We get to do it together. It's yes. quite a beautiful thing. And listen, for any amount that you're able to give today, we want to send you Tim Ross's book, Welcome to the Basement. I know it's going to be a revelation for so many people like it has been for me. Tim, so good today. You have truly like just spoken life into me. Every time I listen to you, it's just, it's life changing. The way you see the word, the way you, you, you teach me the word. I'm grateful for you. And I know so many hundreds of thousands are. Thank you for today. Thank you. I'm honored to serve. Uh, Thank we, you so much. We I appreciate love you. you we love you and we love you. Uh, please come back next time. We'll see you on Life <laughs> we'll Today. See you.
a world adrift, Fight the Good Fight by James Robison and Jay Richards reveals the battle for our culture. Constitution shattered, heroes vilified, but hope remains. Unite, repent, and stand firm. Fight the good fight. I was actually going to be a jockey, but at this weight, horses ask you to get off. <laughs> Relive some of James and Betty's favorite memories with Tim Conway next week. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.